You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, here today joined by the illustrious, the wonderful, the one and only Grant Schiller to talk about prospects. We've got rosters we've got well we we just got rostered but like it's an exciting time i am so excited just to have the possibility and idea of going to a rough riders baseball game again and seeing legitimate prospects because even like last year obviously it didn't happen but like the three years before that it basically didn't happen because those teams were terrible it was rough we basically got like a little bit of mazara like the back end we got like Uh a little bit of guzman and, like, other than that, we just saw, like, 800 Johander Mendez starts. Like, that that's right. basically yes. all we got. And Every West, time. And Wes Benjamin, who is a big leaguer. Got to give him credit. Uh-huh. I mean, not at the second, but, like, he made his big league he's, debut. He's a big leaguer. He's been a dude. Um, and he's a dude forever, as uh, Tepid will, will say. Once you make it, you're you're always a big leaguer. That's true. And, you know, we've got some some potential dudes or some actual dudes on here. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, tell them that, like, Grant and I sent you specifically, but, like, you can just say Locked On in general. They'll, they'll get your meaning. But, like, we'll get you there. But, yeah, let's talk about some rosters. It's been a long time for... I don't know how long you had been going to Rough Riders games, but I started going in 2014. And Same man, those, fir- those first years, like, we were spoiled. We got Joey Gallo, we got Lewis Brinson, we got Jorge Alfaro, we got... Nick Steve- Williams, Jake Thompson, Chichi Gonzalez. Man, we had it good. Keone Kella. We oh, didn't man, realize Keone how good we had fun. it. We didn't yeah. realize how good we had it until... I mean, that's how it goes. You never know how good you've got it till it's gone. And boy, it dried up real quick and was real rough for a while that I just kind of stopped going to games. Like I'll, I'll go, I went every once in a while just to go see somebody else's prospects. I mean, other people had good prospects, but like, I was like, I don't need to see any of these guys. Like I've seen Jeremy Profar a hundred times. I know what he is. I don't need to see anymore. Yeah. The biggest draws were Fernando Tatis, Chris Paddock, basically when the Padres would come to town. I mean, even look at those first teams that we went and saw. Like, Ryan Rue and Jake Smolinski were fun to watch because those were dudes. Like, those were guys who could play. And yeah. players of that level were far and few between since then. I mean, Isaiah kind of falefa I mean, bless him, and he's developed really well. But he was one of the best players on teams for, like, two years running. And Trevino, and the, too. Yeah. And that's it, it was rough. And, like, congrats to them. They have made themselves into quality big leaguers. Well, I don't know, but look, they're, they're quality big leaguers. They're, they're regulars. They're going to stay. They're on a team that, as of right now, I don't think is the worst in the American League. Um, so, and they've proven themselves to be to be pretty solid. Um, also, I just want you to just eat a little bit of crow about uh, your poo-pooing on Adolis Garcia and the second <laughs> week in the big leagues, he wins American League Player of the Week. Just if you want want to cover yourself or just uh-huh. tip your cap. Yeah, no. He's he's great right now. He's not gonna be a good big leaguer for long, but I mean, hey, ride it. This is awesome. All right. Uh, if, if he has a, uh, debut, which was fun. 
I did miss that one. Um, I did too, but I came back and watched it on the on the tape, and I love his I loved his comments. Like he's like everyone was congratulating me, but like he gave up two runs in like complete mop up duty um, <laughs> after Jordan Lyles got shellacked um, by a really good lineup, and then he gave up a couple of runs in four and a third innings of relief, and he was like, all my teammates were like very proud of me, and like you're a 33 year old who just made the big leagues for the first time, like that's awesome. But he's like, I wish I didn't give up those runs. We could have been in a position uh-huh. win. I'm like, that's really cool. I was very humble. Yeah, it's uh, I wonder what the feeling is like for somebody like that who has been a professional in the highest league in his country for 12 years, uh, 12 years. Right. So, I mean, does he see this as, oh, I finally made the big leagues or is this even clearly you want to come over here? But is this like the dream for him or is this like, so. oh, yeah, we're just playing at a little bit higher level now, but like, I've I been here, done so. this. It was a big. De- I mean, we could tell. I could tell it was a big deal for Kohei based on what he was posting on his social. Like he was just so excited to be here. Young. I mean, like, I mean, he'd been a pro for like a few more years, like maybe like five years more than um, than that. But um, but yeah, we're not here to talk about twenty-eight year old rookies or thirty-three year old rookies. We're talking about future big leaguers um, on this Rough Riders roster. Let's take a look um, at the starting pitching because I think that's where you should start usually. And I mean, because they're literally called the starters for a reason. But there's some really interesting names on here. Uh, a lot of guys that you and I haven't seen and that most people around here haven't seen because, you know, it's hard to get out to spring training and there hasn't been a minor league season. So who are you most looking forward to? I know my answer, but. um, I mean, it's got to be Colwyn, right? Like it is I mean, a very. It doesn't have to, but it can be. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going with Colwyn. Um, so the reports coming from spring training this year on him were so positive. And he was obviously a first-round pick for them, uh, what, 2018, mm-hmm. I think. And um, they were just they were very surprised that he fell to them. They, he was the highest right. pitcher on their draft board. He, and yeah. He was very, he, very polished, yeah. too. He was the, the top prep arm, that righty prep arm that year, I think. Yep, he was. Um, so he's still going to be young because he was the, 20, the high school arm. 21, turns 22 in at the end okay. of November. So, um, yeah, you're right, 2018, 15th overall pick. Okay, so 2018. So he was part of that deload group. So that yeah. means that he didn't pitch in 2018. And he survived it. He was is, the lone guy who survived it, basically, without yeah. TJ. Then he threw in 2019, and it was up and down. Um, command wasn't always there. Control definitely wasn't always there. The stuff came and went. Then 2020 didn't happen for him. So he was drafted in 2018. He's thrown in one season. Um, but the stuff out of high school was so good, and the reports of the spring were so strong. They bumped him straight up from Hickory to uh, Frisco. And I'm just excited to see him because, like, a guy who has the potential, I believe the scouting report out of high school was that he has the potential for three-plus pitches. Yeah. Um, and he knows what he's doing with them too. Like right. that was that was the impressive thing is like normally those guys who were coming out of high school, you would really worry about missing those years of development uh-huh. um, because they're not as polished. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to pitch. They might have the stuff, but I mean his stuff was like it was pretty good stuff. But like the feel for it and the know how was very good for such a young age. This episode is brought to you by Ten Ten, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. 
Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the best place to find all of your car parts. Whatever you need, everything you need is there at RockAuto.com. Whether you know everything about cars or nothing about cars like me, RockAuto.com has got you covered. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck. Best of all, their prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. The same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much on the same parts? You wouldn't. Instead, you would go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So is that who you're going with too for the guy you're looking at? No, um, I mean he's he's definitely up there, like in my top two. Um, I mean, it, it's really for me, it's one A and one B. But for me, it's Hans Kraus because I'm a sucker for a guy who has that kind of an attitude. Uh, he was second yeah. overall pick back in 2017. Um, he is, I can't do math. Um, Twenty, turning 23 um, in September of this year. Another guy who was a prep arm has really nasty raw stuff and. Two elite pitches and does the Johnny Cueto shimmy shimmy thing like that always is has got me and is just an absolute murderer on the mound. Like that's his mentality. It's like I want all these batters to die painfully. And like that's kind of psycho, but like that's what you need from guys who are like at the top, top end of like BA guys like the Scherzers and the Kershaws. Like they might be great, nice, kind humans off the mound but like when they're on the mound like i want to destroy you and embarrass you and like he's got the stuff potential to do that his results have been extremely mixed um but the potential is is very high there at the very worst he's going to be a just disgusting reliever and i i don't want that to happen i want him to be a disgusting starter but there's a lot of work to do there and i want to see him put in that work and see what it looks like yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to track him this year because he is, I mean, he had a rough spring. Like, he's got to bounce back. Um, yeah. The stuff backed up, but you're right. He's got that, he's got an ace mentality. He's got that killer mentality on the mound. And the stuff at its best has been a disgusting fastball slider combo that he just, there's been questions about his delivery <coughs> and his control. And then this spring, his fastball was, it was down a few ticks. So it's a big year for him to get that back and show that he can perform at the upper levels if he wants this, any hope as a starter and to stay as a top prospect. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good pick. I'm excited to see him and hope that it is um, the stuff that he had the last years and not the spring. 
Yeah, because, I mean, he was sitting mid-90s, like, deep into starts. Like, that was the thing yeah. about him is I wasn't really worried about his velocity. And, like, it wasn't just as straight. Like, there's some guys that have, like, I forgot who the prime example of it was that threw, like, 101, but it was just as flat as can be. Um, Rangers prospect from a few years ago didn't really do much, if anything, in the big leagues. Um, but, like, if well, it... If it yeah. If it, I mean, it doesn't really narrow it down because there's a lot of those. Well, I was just, just going to say there's another guy on this roster who fits that same profile in Alex Spees. Um, yeah, but like his stuff is, is there and he is really interesting. Um, also a guy who I I thought might have more of a chance to like challenge for one of the back of the rotation roles um, that he did uh, is Tyler Phillips. He's a guy who's very, very polished. Um, I saw a little of him. I, mean, I think we both saw a little of him in like mm-hmm. 2019, but he's a guy who's got really advanced feel. The, the stuff isn't ever going to wow you. I mean, he is probably he's got the potential to be a pretty good back end of the rotation guy, but he knows what he's doing and he is very accurate with it. The uh, control is is solid, um, and like you need some of those guys on your team, and I'm yeah. excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I think I first saw him the spring of 2017. Um, before he hit full season ball, and I really liked him. I mean, it's a really good changeup. Uh, it's not a great fastball, but he's got enough juice on it, and he really commands it well. He's got a curveball he, he uses pretty well, commands that one well too. Um, he really just doesn't walk many guys, and he has enough stuff to miss enough bats, <clears throat> and he was very successful in the lower levels, as changeup guys tend to be. Um, he got to Frisco in 2019, he got very homer prone because the fastball is a little flat, it was a little bit straight. And he's so in and around the zone, guys are able to sit on it and hit homers. Um, so he's got to make that that adjustment to stay out of the fat part of the zone if he's going to be a control command guy. And I think he's a big league arm. I think he'll get there. It's just a matter of whether he can develop the command and curveball probably to the point where he's a starter rather than a long man. Yeah. But he's definitely got that potential. And um, another arm that I'm just insanely curious about. Most of these arms, I've got like at least a little bit of like curiosity. Yeah. But like AJ Lexi, like I don't mm-hmm. know what to make of that man. That is an interesting guy. I mean, he's Absolutely. not his stuff. His raw stuff isn't quite as nasty as um, or as as fast, I should say, as um, was it Spice that I, we were just talking about? Yeah. Um, but like, he's also missed a lot of time. Um, a guy who was originally drafted by the Dodgers, which even in the 11th round, like anybody who's drafted by the Dodgers, I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep an eye on that person because, you know, they got a potential to be pretty solid. And he was part of the U Darvish trade forever ago. And has been, I mean, he was really, really lower levels when they got him, but um, the injuries have been, I mean, he was always a lot of ticket anyway, but like the injuries have really made that into a more far-fetched lot of ticket, but he's in doubly now. And, like, for a reliever, like, that's not that far away from the big leagues. I mean, for, like, an everyday position player, it's a big jump. But, like, for a reliever, it's not as nearly as big. It's still a big jump, but, like, it's not quite as big a jump. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, 
NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah. So Alexi is another. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He's an interesting guy to watch. Um, the 11th round is actually a spot where you get a lot of the top prospects because that's the first round where the you don't lose the slot for not signing him. Um, it's a lot of guys who are not who are difficult to sign go in the 11th round who are very good prospects. Hmm. Um, he I mean I, he's a guy I have not seen, but he's supposed to have a hammer of a curveball, a fastball that plays really well at the top of the zone. This is a ton of bats, and also struggles to find the zone. He's he was Rule Five eligible and didn't get um, protected this year. He'll be Rule Five eligible eligible again this fall. So I mean, it's another guy who has a high ceiling, and it's a big year for. Uh, oh, I'm I'm looking at his his uh, walk numbers, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah. they're not. They're not great. Oh, yeah. um, for those of you who don't have those off the top of your head, which how dare you not have them. Um, but in five games, he was a starter. Um, he has been a starter. I don't know that that's going to stick, um, especially with these crazy walk rates. But um, for until 19, only pitched in five games at a 5.12 ERA, 19 in the third innings, walked um, 13 in that time. Um, the year before in Hickory, um, what was it? Uh, 22 games, 20 starts. Where is it? 108 innings and 52 walks, mm-hmm. and then 52 walks the year before in 94 in the third innings between uh, two different teams. So, yeah. yeah, that is a lot of walks. The strike. To be fair, the strikeouts are also very good. That year where he walked 52 in 108 innings, he also struck out 138. Um, the strikeouts per nine have always been very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. But that walk number is uh, concerning, to say the least. Yes. And he's always he's been another guy who's had injury issues. Um, now the last arm, well, there's two arms left in the rotation. There's Tim Brennan, who I don't know much about, and I think is more of an org guy. And there's Yeri Rodriguez, who is also very interesting. He was also Rule Five eligible this offseason, and they did protect him. Um, supposed to be a guy with a good fastball. I think the secondaries have a ways to go on the development, but I think they've flashed pretty good from what I've heard. Another guy I haven't seen. He last pitched in 2019. Hickory had 85 strikeouts to 21 walks in 73.2 innings. Um, and by protecting him, they kind of showed how uh, how high they are on him. MLB yeah. has him as a top 20 guy in the system, so he's another guy I'm going to be really interested in seeing. Um, the bullpen has Alex Spees, uh, we talked about, who, to be honest with you, I have not heard good things about um, from around baseball. Right. So everybody knows he throws 100, 101, 102, whatever. Um the problem is that it's a very flat 100 to 102, which in 2006 might not have mattered because it would be by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but these but days, right? These days it plays down in velocity, and it uh, he just does not have much clue of where it's going. So I think the relievers that I'm more interested in seeing, um, maybe more hopeful on, not that I don't think Spees might not make it because of that velocity, he might still make it. Um, but I have probably more hope and interest in Freneri Ozuna, who's kind of the big pop-up arm this year with a oh, really yeah. good changeup um, and another live arm, big fastball, and Jake Latz, who is a lefty. 
who, interestingly enough, it looked like he played some indie ball last year. So I, I don't know how that arrangement worked out. Um, but he's he's missed a lot of bats in lower levels and I think was a, uh, a draft pick that was thought of pretty highly but had injury problems moving him down the draft. Yeah, uh, going back to um, Yeri, Yeri's a guy I'm, I'm pretty curious about. Um, he had kind of a weird year in 2019. He was with... Um, Back when Hickory was low A, which I'm still going to take some getting used to, he started 13 uh-huh. games, pitched 70, almost 74 innings, um, struck out uh, 85 and walked 21, um, but it had a 208 ERA. It wasn't really bit by anything else. Um, only allowed five home runs. Like, just kind of a, a weird combination. I'm, I'm curious to see what he looks like if those are the walk rates against Hickory. Um, how he's going to look against double A hitters that are much more polished, have a much better, um, you know, feel for the strike zone. Um, but this pitching staff is is definitely interesting, and um, yeah, Ozuna is a guy who I'm I'm interested in as well. Um, who is a little older than I thought he was, but um, especially since he just came out of nowhere, born 1995. Yeah, well, he he was originally signed by the Diamondbacks as a as an infielder, so that oh, that's why he he sense. went back and picked up pitching late. But yeah, let's look at the um, the position players on this roster. Um, there there are quite a few guys that I haven't seen almost any of. I've I haven't seen enough of Shirt and Apostle. Um, infinitely curious about him. God, I forgot he's so young. He was born in 1999, um, and I believe he's the youngest player on this team. Um, let's see, Boa Thompson was born 98. Um, ooh, Colwyn is the only one I think who's younger than him because Colwyn was mm-hmm. born at the very end of uh, 1999. But there's also Melvin Navoa, the catcher. Um, but Sheridan Apostle is a guy who, obviously, I think his long-term future might not be at third base. I mean, just because, like, I mean, he might be able to play it on some other team, but I'm 99% confident that the third baseman of the future is going to be um, that, old, that old Texas Tech guy, Josh Young. Yeah, and so, they're, they're moving Apostle over to first base this year. So seeing what he looks like there will be interesting. He's six four, um, so having that extra reach will be nice. Um, not that he was super graceful defensively at, at third, but he he has a big arm. And I always hate that the guys who get moved over to first base and have that big arm to do nothing with. But you know, if he hits, it doesn't. I don't really care that much about the arm. But that is the guy who I think I am most looking forward to watching um, offensively this year. I'm also very curious on Jax Biggers. Not just because his name is is, is Jax Biggers. Um, he was an eighth round pick uh, back a couple of years back. Um, just I don't know why he just caught my fancy. He hasn't done anything that spectacular. I mean, in Hickory in 2019, he had a 7.22 OPS. Um, I, it, it might honestly just be the name. That is entirely possible. That it's just that. Um, <laughs> but um, he was a kid. He was an eighth eighth round pick, not eighth overall. Um, out of Missouri City, Texas, went to Arkansas, um, but I don't know. He just got he, there's something about Jacks Biggers. He's 24, and just now get making it to Double A. So maybe it is just the name, but you know, maybe he does something. Who knows? Hey, who are you looking forward to watching? A 70 grade name can carry you a long ways. It can. I mean, also I'm also looking at Bubba Thompson because you know anybody from Bama is, is my boy. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode, talking with Grant. We were both so excited to hear about the minor league rosters, 
finally being announced, just seeing those names on there, getting to debate who we think should be there, who shouldn't be there, what we're looking forward to seeing. It's just so nice after a season without regular minor league baseball to finally get some normalcy back in there. Um, I'll be having a lot of more episodes uh, later on this week, including another one, part two, with Grant talking about the teams that are not Frisco because they're also extremely interesting. We don't know anything about um, Round Rock's roster yet, but we got a pretty good idea of the main culprits that will be there um, and some guys to definitely keep an eye on there. Also, the single-A levels are going to look really interesting this year. Don't know anything about um, what anything lower than that is going to look like yet, but both the teams in uh, Carolinas, they're going to look like a lot of fun this year. This Frisco Rough Riders team is going to be a lot of fun. Minor league season starting up really quick, so um, definitely an exciting time to talk about baseball and minor league baseball in general. So that's going to do it for today's episode. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. <laughs>